أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وذرياته وأهل بيته ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد بالبركة and by the rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa taala we've reached the uh, uh, the fifth night of Ramadan and this is the Mubarak night of Jumu'ah as well there are very few nights like this in which uh, both the, the fadila and the virtue of the night of Jumu'ah and Ramadan coincide um, it's said uh, about the last ten nights if the night of Jumu'ah and uh, an odd night coincide with one another it is the opinion of uh, some of the mashaykh that that night is Ola and most worthy of being Laylatul Qadr. Uh, so a person should take advantage and benefit. That doesn't necessarily mean if a person is not in the habit of praying the whole night that they do that, uh, nor may it be even possible because Allah only gives tawfiq to do great things for those who have uh, been putting in the work and putting in the effort. But uh, if you're not there yet, then uh, such a night is a great time to start or to continue or to increase. So if you read a little bit, read a little bit more. If you read nothing, read something. And for those uh, who Allah has given the tawfiq of, uh, of spending a great amount of not only their time, but the tawajjuh of their heart, the concentration of their heart in ibadah, uh, then let them do so. Uh, and let them also pray for us and for our meager uh, efforts um, and the efforts of all those people who uh, have love for the Ummah of the Prophet وسلم, and wish well for it uh, and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stop and arrest uh, those who uh, wish harm to it. So we uh, continue with uh, 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 with the muqaddimah uh, and the, the forward, the intro of Akhbari uh, to the beginning student of knowledge uh, before he teaches how to make wudu and before he teaches how to pray salat and perhaps this will be the last uh, dars from uh, this muqaddimah uh, and then we'll we'll move on to other material inshallah for our majlis uh, he says wala yahillu lahu suhbatul fasiq wala yahillu lahu suhbatu fasiqin wala mujalasatuhu li ghayri daruratin and it is not halal it is not permissible for a person to keep the company of a fasiq nor to sit with a fasiq. So who is a fasiq? A fasiq is the person who sins openly and with no shame. The person who transacts in the money of riba, the person who uh, eats and drinks what's haram, whether it be food stuff or whether it be uh, uh, the money of, uh, of haram, the money of theft, the money of deception, uh, the money that's uh, taken by coercion, uh, the money that's taken by brigandry, the person who doesn't uh, uh, guard their eyes and their ears uh, and their hands from haram, the person who is uh, uh, says those things that Allah forbids a person to say, the person who believes those things Allah forbids for them to believe and does so openly and unrepentantly. Because there's nobody who's perfect. All of us make mistakes, all of us do wrong things from some time or another. Uh, all of us, you know, if the camera is not looking at us, we may get caught picking our nose at some point or another, uh, whether literally or, 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 or figuratively, uh, whether uh, literally or spiritually uh, or morally or ethically. That happens. Uh, the sign of the believer is not that they're perfect, but that they repent quickly. 
like Akhdari described, are the people who repent in that very in that very uh, hour, uh, in that very moment. Uh, they repent for their sins and they feel bad for them. The fasiq is the person who doesn't feel bad. The fasiq is the person who makes an excuse for themselves, where there's no excuse in the shara of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The fasiq is the person who says, I'm right and the sharia is wrong. Uh, uh, and uh, they have no shame with regards to that with regards to that thing. The person who's openly drunk, the person who openly uh, smokes weed or does drugs, the person openly does these things without without shame. And, uh, you know, there are different degrees of shamelessness, but uh, just the fact that a person would do it without without trying to hide it uh, or, or, or uh, without shame, uh, that's enough to make that, that person a fasiq. That person's company, to keep that com- person's company is haram. And to sit with that person is haram. Just like eating pork is haram. And just like drinking wine is haram and just like skipping the prayer is haram. And in fact, it's very poisonous. It's very poisonous to the uh, to a person's deen and towards a person's suluk. Suluk is what? They're traveling the path toward Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, it's very poisonous for a person traveling that, that path toward Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep the company of a person who uh, uh, just doesn't care. Uh, it is it is also a sin. The commandment of Allah Ta'ala is Kunu Ma'asadiqin, be with the people who are, are are voracious, the people who have true faith, the people who are real with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Those are the people whose company we're supposed to keep and we're supposed to scrupulously avoid the company of the Fusaq and the Fujjar, those people who are profligate. And this is again, like we mentioned from before, this is, I guess, a, a type of sensibility that runs counter to the cult of da'wah in which uh, uh, you're supposed to spend all of your time with people who don't care for deen in the hopes that you're going to help them. And the fact of the matter is, is that you're not going to help them. It's like saying that you need to spend all of your time with people with Ebola in order to uh, save people from Ebola. No, uh, do research on this, on the disease, work on a cure, work on a vaccine. There are specific workers that should be trained to go into uh, uh, you know those places where there's an outbreak and they should take their protective gear and their protective suits and they should be uh, very clear and very uh, uh, copious with regards to their uh, with regards to their uh, uh, protocols for sanitation so that they don't go down with the same disease. The fact of the matter is what is that the hal of a human being, the state inside of a human being's heart is very contagious. And so if a person is a good person, then that person's state will uh, transfer to another person and affect them in a good way. If a person's state inside of their heart is bad, it will affect a person's state in a bad way. And uh, the problem is that many of us have not reflected on the state of our heart. We've spent our entire Islam taking the easiest way out uh, uh, to the point where we haven't made mujahada and struggled and polished the mirror of the heart so that we can't see any picture clearly in it. We've uh, taken the ruqsa to eat whatever we want. We've taken the ruksa to uh, uh, not make wudu correctly. We make taken the ruksa not to pray correctly, not to pray in the correct time, not to fast in the correct time. So we don't know about these things. Anyone who spent a, a, any appreciable amount of their life uh, struggling against their nafs and trying to polish it uh, 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 and trying to clean it um, so that it can be like a mirror that 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 a person can see something with it. That person will feel the the this black spiritual effect of the company of uh, of those people who don't care, who are heedless of Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam. This heedless, this heedlessness, this heedless state, this ghafla has completely consumed the entire ummah. It has 
consume the ummah to the point where people no longer consider wrong things wrong and they don't consider right things right because the 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 the, the mirror of the of the of the ruh has become so rusted that nothing is visible anymore in it. It's like trying to see some reflection out of a stone. You're not going to really see anything there. Uh, uh, so anyone who has uh, struggled against themselves in order to clean the mirror of their heart and of their spirit, that person will feel the ill effect of keeping bad company even for an hour. They say that Hazrat Ji Mawlana Ilyas, rahimahullahu tabarak wa ta'ala, uh, a person who, uh, a person who, if I were to, Vegas were to call me and ask me, you know, who to put the money on for uh, the qutb of his age, uh, I would have put it down on him. A scholar of the first class. Uh, a man who loved ilm so much, he wanted to add the mustadrak of Hakim into the nisab of the uh, of the madrasa in Saharanpur and the uh, uh, the the sarparas, the administration uh, uh, said we already have two packed of a, a of a curriculum, and so in his frustration, he made an announcement amongst the students that I'm going to teach uh, the mustadrak one hour before fajr. Can you imagine one hour before fajr? I'm going to teach whoever wants to come can come. Uh, I can't compel you because the administration isn't allowing me to. A man who, uh, if you look at the word that he gave, just to the regular tablis, uh, just to the regular tablis, that a person should do 12 tasbihat of, uh, of zikr in the, uh, the different masnoon adhkar uh, every day, and that a person should make da'wah to the deen, uh, make amr bil ma'ruf in nahyan in munkar uh, to 25 different people in the day, and that a person should make the time from asr until maghrib, uh, or uh, asr uh, until isha waqf, for the ummah in some sort of service. Uh, so if it's teaching that if you know ilm, then you teach. If it's uh, some other type of service, then you do that. If you know nothing else, then you should sit in the masjid and just sweep the masjid every day from that time once you're done with your once you're done with the work of the day. Um, such a weird if a person were to do it, uh, uh, that person would be one of those people who, uh, uh, the, the people would see them and make toba, uh, uh, make toba just by looking at them. Part of the weird was what was that a person should make khatam of Quran, uh, khatam of Quran once every seven days, and that's for the non-ulama and for the non-hufad, just for the regular people. Um, and so this is a man of, of 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 such spirituality, and this is a man of uh, such ilm, uh, a first-class man of the ummah. Um, and he uh, he used to report that when he would go out to make da'wah to the awam. Uh, even though it's just in, in, in uh, mostly in the masajid and just giving bayans, seeing the, the hal of ghafla, seeing the state of heedlessness in people, he would come back home after, uh, after uh, three days uh, um, and feel so much disturbance inside of his heart that he would either make i'tikaf for another three days or make, uh, spend three days in the khanqa in order to purge that, uh, uh, that, that state from him. And this is a man who is uh, the epitome of concern for the ummah, uh, uh, expressing his state only after meeting with and mixing with those people who uh, uh, ostensibly came to the masjid to hear him speak. So they must be somewhat pious people. Uh, so what do you think it is when a person spends their day in and day out 
with people who neither know the name of Allah nor the name of His Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam, or even a Muslim community in which nobody cares about what they eat and drink, nobody cares about uh, the shara of Allah subhanahu wa taala. Everything is relative. Uh, the deen is uh, let's you know uh, make take the easy way out of everything and not have concern for uh, have concern for what pleases the Lord Jalla Allah. The deen is what put on a hijab and make it to CNN, and then thereafter if you flout the uh, the the hukum of Allah and His Rasul sallallahu with regards to you know what the nature of marriage is or what the nature of human relationships are or what the nature of uh, of amr bil ma'ruf and nahyan and munkar what the laws of the shara are uh, then nobody cares you can get up and say well you know i think that to say islam is the only uh, way of salvation you know i used to believe that but i don't believe that anymore that was extremist i used to believe that uh, you know uh, that uh, i used to believe that for example that marriage is between a man and a woman but now i've broadened my horizons or all this other nonsense um, that uh, our community holds these people up as heroes and brings them as keynote speakers for their events and whatnot. Uh, uh, the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam is what? Man waqara sahiba bid'atin faqad a'ana ala hadm al-islam The one who honors and, and, and gives, uh, uh, gives uh, respect and awe to a person who is uh, one who innovates uh, from Islam that which isn't of it. That person has participated and helped in the destruction of Islam. Which is a sin that none of us would want to be uh, guilty of or asked about uh, on the day of judgment, the day that we see our Lord, the day that nobody is going to escape. Uh, so what does it mean uh, What does it mean to keep the company of such people? What does it mean to keep the friendship and to look up to such people and to hold the same ideals as they hold and to have the same goals that they, that they, that they have? and to want to please them as a primary focus of uh, one's life. Uh, this is, this is a, a matter of great khasara and a matter of great loss. And unfortunately, there was a time when people, we had to say this uh, about them and their friends, about myself and my friends. Now we have to also remind one another that even our leaders and even our ulama, lil'asaf al-shadid, people who have gathered knowledge, um, if you see them flouting the, the rules of the shara, then the respect for the knowledge is in and of itself, uh, something that you have to have one way or the other, as long as the person is still a Muslim. However, uh, you take uh, uh, one part, which is respecting the knowledge, and um, then thereafter, uh, you take your deen from somebody you see that respects the shara and doesn't flout it. Uh, and there are many matters of difference of opinion, and I'm not talking about those, but if something is open and shut, uh, uh, and, and you, see a, you see a person who has uh, gathered some knowledge, but they're not uh, complying with that part of the deen, uh, uh, then uh, you may respect them for their knowledge, but you don't take your deen from them. You don't ask them your masail, and you don't ask them about your aqidah, and you don't act like they act, behave like they behave, because you recognize something has gone wrong. Rather, because of the, the, the barak and the virtue of the knowledge, you make dua for them, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide them and guide all of us. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with making dua for the guidance of another person. It's not an act of uh, it's not an act of uh, of arrogance. If you go up to someone and say "Hadak Allah, Allah guide you" as a way of insulting them, Allah knows what's in your heart. Uh, that's that's a misuse of these words. But if you make dua that Allah guides somebody, then not only will the benefit be that they're guided and you'll receive the reward for love for them, you'll also receive a, a nasib of that dua that the angels will say, Ameen, for you as well, that you receive guidance. There's nothing wrong with saying that. So if you see somebody, if you see me 
going down the wrong path or doing or saying something wrong, then ask Allah Ta'ala for guidance. Uh, may Allah guide you as well. And may Allah Ta'ala uh, bring all of us into the path of His love. So he says, what? Uh, it is, it's not permissible to keep the, the suhbah of a fasiq uh, uh, for, for uh, anything other than absolute necessity. So if you have to do business with them, that's one thing. If you have to you know, work with them at school in order to get a job, that's one thing. If there's some necessity, you have to deal with them because you're at the hospital or whatever. Um, that, that's not what we're talking about. Rather, we're talking about those times and those options in which you have a choice. And a person doesn't seek the pleasure of the creation by angering the creator. A person doesn't seek the pleasure of the creation by angering the creator. Don't, don't look to make people happy by skipping your prayer or by delaying your prayer or by eating what they eat or by buying what they buy or by watching what they watch or by talking about what they talk about or by dressing like they dress, uh, whether they're, 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 they're Muslims or whether they're Kafirs. Uh, you know, the fact that you're dressing in a way that's decent or in the guise of the pious uh, 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 and, and the guise of the righteous and you're, you know, you're going to get mocked for having a beard or having a, a hat on your head or wearing hijab or niqab or whatever. Um, you don't seek the, the pleasure of the creation uh, by seeking the uh, anger of the creator. Allah, uh, uh, glory be to him and uh, exalted is he uh, said. Uh, and Allah and His Messenger, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, have more right that you should be, uh, 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 you should be concerned with them being pleased with you. That you should try to make them happy, uh, uh, if, and on the condition what if if the people are actually believers. And وَقَالَ عَلَيْهِ الصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ لَا طَاعَةَ لِمَخْلُوقٍ فِي مَعْصِيَةِ الْخَالِقِ And uh, the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, he said, "May the peace and blessings of Allah Taala be upon him." That there is no la ta'ata yani la li nafil jins. That there is no uh, obedience. There is no type of obedience that fits the description. Uh, 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 that 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 that's uh, fits the description of being for the uh, uh, creation uh, uh, while being uh, uh, in the uh, uh, disobedience of the creator. Um, if uh, if if Allah commands to something, that's it. And this is a part of the, not just a tariqah to Allah Ta'ala, but this is a part of the common sense of the believers uh, for, for, from the beginning. Imagine this is a, the year 1440, that the Muslims have been celebrating 1439 Ramadans uh, uh, since then, from then until now, uh, 1438 Ramadans from then until now. It's never been from the attributes of the believers that they worry about what, people think or what the creation thinks while forgetting about what Allah thinks. If Allah commands you to make the creation happy, then you do it for the sake of Allah, not for the sake of the creation. So who does Allah command you to make happy? Your parents, your teachers, right? The ulama, you obey your leaders, you respect your elders, etc., etc. But if your parents tell you, hey, uh, Abdullah, go eat some pork now. Are you going to eat it? No. Why? Because Allah Ta'ala doesn't give you permission for that. Even if, if, for example, if your parents told you, hey, why don't you eat a samosa, then you don't eat it because your parents said so, you eat it because Allah told you to listen to your parents in that case, right? 
So that's, uh, that's the way that is. But what happens is people don't have that connection with Allah. They don't take the divine name. They don't, they don't pray for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. The idea of remembering Allah Ta'ala is completely alien from, from our lives. And so we don't have that love that we worry that Allah Ta'ala not be displeased with us. And so we care so much about what other people are going to think. And we've made a weird cult in, uh, out of our deen into which we think that, hey, uh, uh, Allah only is happy when other people are happy. Uh, and if that was the case, then no one would have ever, ever been upset with the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Uh, but people were upset with him. Why? Because he was more concerned with making Allah happy sallallahu alayhi wasallam than he was with making the uh, uh, creation happy. وَلَا يَطْلُبُوا رِضَ الْمَخْلُوقِينَ بِسَخَطِ الْخَالِقِ That a person should not seek the pleasure of the creation by angering the, the creator. Rather, every deed that you do, imagine on the day of judgment. You know how like you have YouTube? Uh, imagine on the day of judgment that deed is going to be played click the link for the youtube and it's going to be watched again the person who did something for the sake of allah the person who woke up in the middle of the night nobody knew and they prayed two rakahs they made wudu and they prayed two rakahs the person who nobody knew they went and cleaned the the masjid the khanqah the 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 madrasa they cleaned the bathroom they cleaned some they picked up the garbage someone else threw uh, you know nobody saw it the person who did something that they were right anyway but they knew if they said something uh, it would have caused a bigger uh, problem in the family or a bigger problem in the community or in the society and so they stayed quiet and they had to suffer because of that when that thing is replayed and Allah Ta'ala asks you, you did you do that thing and you said yes my rabbi did it and he asked you why did you do it did you benefit from it at all I said no I didn't benefit from it at all why did you do it so I only did it to make you happy imagine how nice that would be it's gonna look good it's gonna look real good right so nobody thinks about that day Nobody, nobody remembers that day. You should remember that day. You should think about that day. Don't do the, those things that like, oh, did you pray like 20 rakahs in, in uh, uh, you know, whatever, in taraweeh? Yes. Why? Because, you know, so-and-so was there and I wanted to marry his daughter. Okay, that's going to look real dumb on that day. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, and imagine how much worse it would be like, did you actually skip taraweeh? Uh, uh, yeah, because I was invited to so and so's house, who I wanted to marry his daughter. Or did you, uh, you know, drink, you know, drink alcohol or eat something haram? Yeah, because I didn't want to offend so and so because I wanted to marry their daughter or get a job or whatever. This, this, that, and the other. Imagine how horrible that's going to look on that day. How embarrassing that's going to look. If somebody loved Allah Taala, would they want to do something like that? Uh, if someone cared about what Allah Taala felt uh, uh, about them, would they do something like that? Uh, absolutely not. Uh, so a person that a person shouldn't seek the, the, the pleasure of the creation by angering the creator whether those people are good people or bad people uh, and it's even worse when they're when they're when they're bad people who don't care about Allah and his Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam وَلَا يَحِلُّ لَهُ أَنْ يَفْعَلَ فِعْلًا حَتَّى يَعْلَمَ حُكْمَ اللَّهِ فِيهِ ويسأل العلماء ويقتضي بالمتبعين للسنة محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم الذين يدلون على طاعة الله ويحذرون من من اتباع الشيطان. So he says that he continues. He says what that it's not permissible for a person to do anything. Imagine this. This is not again. It's not an advanced book. This is the first book that you read when you're a kid. Okay, he says what that it's not halal for a person to do anything, anything at all, until they know what the ruling of Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam is with regards to that thing. Okay, 
The first time you smoke a cigarette, people smoke the cigarette and they become addicted to smoking and then they come to the masjid like after 20 years and they're like, hey, you know, is it halal or haram to smoke? Or is it makur to smoke? I heard this, I heard that. No, nothing. You do nothing until you uh, know what the hukum of Allah Ta'ala is with regards to it. Knowledge precedes action. Don't go and make a mess then afterward, you know, ask, oh, Shaykh, you know, how do I fix this? You know, my Shaykh, my kid don't, kids don't listen to me. I'm thinking like the kid's like, what, seven years old, 12 years old or whatever. It's like a 25-year-old grown person, grown man, grown woman, smoking weed and uh, doing drugs and uh, committing zina and God knows what. I don't believe in God anymore. I don't this and that. And what the entire life was spent in the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. And then you come and ask afterward. Uh, you know, fine, because the ulama are people who love Allah and they serve uh, Allah Ta'ala by serving His creation, they serve the Creator by serving the creation, they'll help you out. But it should be clear to a person who has any common sense whatsoever how that's like really just a complete most backwards, donkey backwards way of doing anything. Uh, 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 rather, the, 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 the sense of the deen is what? Is that a person, right knowledge precedes Right, right action. That you can't have right action until you do it with right knowledge. Even if you do a good deed, but you don't know that it's a good deed or why you're supposed to be doing or how you're supposed to do it, it's still, there's no benefit in it whatsoever. Imagine that there are certain parts of the sharia, you'll receive, you'll receive more reward with regards to knowing the hukum of Allah Ta'ala about that act than you will from even doing the act itself. Uh, Shawuliullah mentions uh, this concept and then he mentions the, the, the athar attributed to the Prophet Niyatul Mu'mini Khairun Min Amalihi that Allah Ta'ala is more, uh, the, the intention of a believer is more beloved to Allah Ta'ala than the act is itself. So a person, it is not, it's haram for a person to do anything uh, until they know the, the ruling of uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in it. And a person is supposed to ask that ruling not by going to Shaykh Google, but by going to what? Going to those people of knowledge and that by following in the footsteps of those people who follow the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, who guide people to the obedience of Allah ta'ala and they, they warn people against following shaitan. Meaning they're not just positive people. I mean, mashallah, there are many Shaykh this and Shaykh that and Mulana Fulan and Mufti Fulan. They have, uh, uh, mashallah, social media accounts filled with uh, uh, Imam this and that. They have social media accounts filled with thousands and tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of followers. And if you screen through the entire uh, content of what their message is, there's no warning against anything. There's nothing negative. It's all just positive affirmations and be positive and, you know, you know, don't have uh, uh, negative people in your life and just say a good word and smile. And they don't tell people this is wrong. They don't stop people from doing anything. That is the method of the Nasara. I remember there was once a, a Lutheran pastor uh, who used to pray with us and who used to fast with us uh, until the, the Lutheran church moved him from one church to the other. And I fear they did it just because they thought this guy is, uh, you know, this guy is about to go falafel shawarma on us. We need to get him out of there really quickly. Uh, and so he once came and heard a bayan of Imam Zaid. I took him to hear a, a bayan of Imam Zaid one time and he was so floored by it and he was so amazed by it. And he said, you, you're, this is amazing. Your scholars can tell the people, you know, that this is a sin and that's a sin and warn them against doing things and tell them that they're going to be punished by Allah if they, if they do this and that. Because we can't even do that. The church tells us, don't say anything negative at all unless you want your church to be empty next week. And Alhamdulillah, by Allah's fadl, what? 
the, the power of Iman is still there in this Ummah. The Barakah and the faith of the Prophet وسلم, the Sahaba عنهم, and the Awliya and the Ulama and the Salihin, it's still there in this Ummah that we can still speak the Haq like that. But the Messenger of Allah وسلم, warned us that you're going to follow the people who came before you, hands breath by hands breath, to the point where if they went into a lizard hole, you're going to go into the lizard hole just because they did it. The Sahaba عنهم, asked, you mean the Yahud and the Nasara? And the Rasul وسلم, asked rhetorically, who else do you think I mean? So the point is, is what? The point is, is that you have to f- follow in the footsteps of those ulama that, that command and point a person to the sunnah, not to the latest research, not to the newest fatwa that neither you nor your forefathers before you have, have uh, heard of, not to that, uh, uh, you, know, uh, 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 you know, making up fiqh that this week I feel like this, last week I felt like that. No, but those people who f- point you to the path that's well-trodden, uh, uh, the sunnah of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and وَيُحَذِّرُونَ مِنِ اتِّبَعَ الشَّيْطَانِ and they warn you against following the path of shaitan. They're, 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 they're not afraid of telling you when you're going down the wrong path, that this is the wrong path. If you keep going down it, uh, there, there are going to be some severe and dire consequences. This is part of your, the, the quality of your iman, that those are the, the scholars that you ask when you ask, rather than uh, you know Googling something, or rather than Googling something and finding 20 results, and then following the one that makes you feel the best about yourself because you're a special snowflake that's so special. Or uh, uh, rather than uh, following uh, the, 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 the imam, or the scholar, or the sheikh, or the maulana that's going to make you feel good about yourself. This is something I've seen. It's a sickness even amongst those people who want to delude themselves into saying that they're following the spiritual path, that they'll even take bay'ah with a murshid. Why? Because they know this man says nothing ever to any of his murids for their islah. They know that this man will never correct anything that they do. And they think somehow because the murshid himself is a pious man who prays and makes zikr and has nur on his face, that somehow by association you're going to make it into Jannah. And the fact of the matter is if people made it into Jannah by association, then Abu Jahl and Abu Lahab would have been the Qutb al-Aqtab and uh, the wife of Fir'aun and, uh, 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 would have, uh, uh, because she was in Jannah, Fir'aun would have made it into Jannah with her and the wife of Lut alayhi salam because her husband was a prophet, he would have made it. But the fact of the matter is no one can do your suluk for you. Nobody can travel this path for you. You have to travel it on your own. So if you purposely picked a sheikh because he doesn't say nothing to you ever and never straightens you out, then know that you've abused that sheikh and uh, 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 that you're not making any uh, progress uh, whatsoever and it's your own fault. Uh, and don't try to pin it on the sheikh afterward uh, on the day of judgment or in any point in this life when you realize you didn't benefit at all. وَلَا يَرْضَى لِنَفْسِهِ مَا رَضِيَهُ الْمُفْلِسُونَ الَّذِينَ ضَاعَتْ أَعْمَارُهُمْ فِي غَيْرِ طَاعَةِ اللَّهِ فَيَا حَسْرَتُهُمْ فَيَا حَسْرَتُهُمْ وَيَا طُولَ بُكَائِهِمْ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ نَسَلُ اللَّهَ إِنْ يُوَفِّقَنَا لِاتِّبَاعِ السُنَّةِ نَبِيِّنَا وَشَفِيَنَا وَسَيِّدِنَا مُحَمَّدٍ صَلُّ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ So he finishes with this, that a person should not be happy with themselves, for themselves, with that which the bankrupt people who wasted their entire lives in not obeying Allah Ta'ala are happy with themselves for. A person says, I want to be like Jordan. Jordan never took the name of Allah and his Rasul sallallahu Someone says, I want to be like LeBron. Well, these people, they, they never spent their lives doing these things. You know, I want to be like, uh, you know, like the king of England. I want to be like the king of France. I want to be like so-and-so fashion model. I want to be like uh, so-and-so uh, singer.
singer or pop whatever and I have their posters up in my in my room and I follow them on social media and you know I, I coined them as a mythal or as a, a, an example of success in this life and uh, uh, you know when they're mentioned I take them seriously and I pay money to see them or hear them or or whatever uh, or I associate with the people who do those things uh, uh, rather this is something even our children should know there was a time in the ummah even our children knew that what that a person is haram for them to be pleased for themselves with that which those bankrupt people who wasted their entire lives uh, not reading the Quran not making hifd of the Quran not serving the poor not 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 uh, obeying uh, Allah and his Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam not learning the sacred knowledge uh, uh, that, that wasted their entire lives with those things and they come up with empty hands on the day of judgment to be pleased with yourself with that which they were pleased with this is haram and money is not gonna you're not gonna buy a seat you know at the stadium uh, for jannah that you get box seats if you pay more money it doesn't work that way the only currency the only coin that works on that day is 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 good deeds and the obedience of allah and the pleasure of allah ta'ala uh, and so it's haram for a person to be pleased with themselves with those goals with those benchmarks and i know a lot of people are in corporate you know they have yearly evaluations where they literally say like how much money in sales did you do how many conversions did you do you know how much this this did you bring how many clients did you bring how many leads did you follow etc etc and uh, the metrics uh, uh, the metrics, if the metrics don't include those things which Allah and His Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam are pleased with, um, then you've followed the wrong path. Uh, because those people who are bankrupt on the Day of Judgment and have wasted their lives, their years, and their ages uh, in other than the obedience of Allah Most High, those people, uh, Akhdari says about them that uh, what grief, what grief. Such people, what grief when they, when they look upon their lives at that moment, how much grief will they have? How much hasra will they have? bukaihim yom al qiyamah. How long? How long will they weep and how long will they cry on the day of judgment when they realized Allah gave them the potential to have the best of uh, of, of gifts, which is the wilaya and the friendship of the one who created the heavens and the earth from nothing, and they wasted it on money or they wasted it in order to please stupid people that are not worth even worrying about, and they wasted it on uh, following those pleasures, most of which are there's a halal way of following them anyway, uh, and they wasted it on following them in the haram way, or they followed the halal pleasures until it became a hijab between them and the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala and now they show up with nothing uh, Allah Ta'ala protect us from being the people of iflas Allah Ta'ala protect us from pe- being the people of bankruptcy and Allah Ta'ala give us something better that we should look up to those people who have done good and we should look up to those people who do good and we should uh, look up to the company of the people who do good so that perhaps we can get infected with their goodness as well this is an important message not because people necessarily didn't know all this stuff from before but because the black hand of batil, of falsehood, has a complete death grip on the hearts in, in most of the year. And in this Ramadan, by the barakah of fasting, that a person constricts shaitan out of their blood vessels and kicks shaitan out of their body, and Allah ta'ala chains up shaitan, and a person constricts and chains their nafs through the constriction of fasting, and a person uh, decks, stacks the deck of their heart with the light of the Qur'an and dhikr and prayer, um, uh, and because of the jama'at of the salat al-taraweeh and the salawat and the masajid, etc., because of the mujahadat, the struggle that people make, in order to uh, uh, please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the light that comes into the heart, it makes this grip loose. 
and a person can wrestle and, and escape from it uh, when they hear these words. Uh, whereas during the rest of the year, the heedlessness is, is it locks a person, it chains a person up in the supermax of 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 of, of, of darkness. Uh, so if a person hears this thing and the tawajjah toward the the nur of Allah Taala and toward the the fadl of Allah Taala is strong enough that they can shake it off, then let them make their intention to shake it off and let them try to uh, uh, you know redirect their life for the better and. Uh, don't worry, you know, don't worry about what's going to happen tomorrow. If it's hard and you fall off the horse, then you can get up and get on it again. Uh, the loser isn't the one who doesn't succeed right away. The loser is the one who gives up trying. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us amongst those who, who die uh, in this struggle and make us amongst those who reach the maqam that we seek. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us from his fadl. It's difficult except for, for the one whom Allah makes it easy. Wa sallallahu ta'ala wa sallam ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.